0: Doesn't it seem like the world that we live in right now is super, super dark? I mean, you can look through the TV, you can look through magazines, you can look on YouTube, and you can see that there is something, something that's attracting, especially our teenagers. There is a a movement of um, anti, uh, (laughs) I guess you would just say they don't like authority. (laughs) You can say they're very rebellious, you know, but... We were like that, too. I remember being a teenager and being like that. But there's something different this time. It almost seems like what was once wrong has become acceptable, that parents just don't seem to be able to give the restrictions required. And it's not because they're bad parents, but it just seems like society has taught our children that parents, hmm, they're not so smart. And especially it came from cartoons. That's something that I definitely noticed. Well, my guest today is Carrie Price-Nopsey. And she is a pastoral counselor of a counseling center called Redeemed and Renewed. And Carrie has been noticing that the people she's been counseling have been teenagers. And when she starts to hear how they think, she starts to bring them out of the darkness and into the light. So thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you for coming on Touch by Prayer. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for having me. It's been a
1: while. I'm so honored to be here. Well, you know, what's
0: really interesting, and I guess for me, because I do have teenagers, I hear from my kids the stuff that's going on. I can hear that, you know, who tried to commit suicide. I hear who's taking drugs. I I can hear who's run away from home. And it's really sad, because I think as a teenager for me, I didn't hear this kind of stuff. I don't know. Was it like that when? Because there's an age difference between you and I, so was it like that when you
1: were a teenager? Well, I mean, as a as a teenager, I did not know Jesus, mm-hmm. um, so but, there was a lot there was just, a there was but, a lot of anger in my own heart um, as well. Um, but what 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 the difference is is the the deception is so much more greater. Because of the medias and these – they're on so many applications. I have to keep up with these applications they're on um, and using, um, bombarded with things. I had a teenager last night tell me that um, she likes to go on – I think it's called um, Funny or something like that, where she likes to see other people cut, hurt themselves because it makes her feel better somehow, she said. Well, you know – you know, that would be the difference, I think, just the, the media. Well, the social, social
0: media, media has yeah. definitely played a huge part in what our kids are. I mean, there exposed is to. 20, yeah, 24-7, kids are being exposed to something. And if, and we as parents, like, we, you know, we can't monitor our kids 24-7 because they can go to school they can watch it they talk to other kids and they hear about it there there is this influx of of people who are trying to tell our children what is right and what is wrong but when when i asked you about like what was it like as a teenager at, you know as a teenager i wasn't like a well i kind of was a sold out christian at 16 but i still wasn't like i am now like i always knew god existed i always knew that god loved me but there's something I, I didn't hear about this kind of stuff that I'm hearing now. In, in my school, nobody killed themselves. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the third largest um, death right now for teenagers, uh, suicide. And cutting is ranking up there very fast. I, I can't say that every teen that has come to me, I, 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 one of the questions would be, have you cut? Mm. And it is usually 90% yes. Well,
0: you know, the, the interesting thing, I didn't even hear about cutting until... I think it was my cousin told me that um, one, of, uh, one of her kids was going through something and, and had cut herself. And I didn't even understand what that meant. I had no idea. But I was like trying to, to, to kind of understand it. And then I heard this testimony at a church where this woman, this grown woman, was cutting himself, cutting herself. But the interesting thing is because she was being manipulated by her husband at the time. So she was trying to get control back. But what was super interesting about that entire, like with her testimonies, right before I was, you know, reading the Bible, and there was this passage about the, the men, the naked men in the cemetery, how they would cut themselves with stones. And I was like, and the Lord showed me, He said, um that it's it's demonic it, it definitely is a spirit, and it's a spirit to to hurt and it's a spirit to to disfigure and to maim
1: well absolutely i especially with cutting I'll ask them questions like okay well, wh where, where did you first hear about cutting you know oh my friend well, my friend did it, so when I was really depressed one day, I thought about well, my friend did it um and so she showed me pictures of herself doing it. Um, so all of a sudden I thought maybe if I do it, then maybe um I'd feel better.
0: Right. And and I have heard of a um I won't say who, but I, I did have a conversation with a young adult and uh I found out that they tried to to cut themselves. I heard it from somebody else and they said that when they tried it hurt so bad so they didn't want to do mm-hmm. it. Which I was extremely grateful. You're right. Because but but it it was I I think what they say is it
1: actually releases. It's like a release. Right. So when they're unable to cope whatsoever um, and have no means of coping, they go to there and it's all their pent up emotions, all that negative emotion where they feel that they can no longer feel the pain in their heart because now they're feeling it on their body. So all of a sudden they cannot feel the heart and the pain that they're going through, the sadness because it refocuses itself to the the body is focusing on the cuts and it's kind of just a release for them. You know,
0: we we hear about these things, we hear about you know, kids like you were saying, you know, kids committing suicide, kids taking drugs. You know, mm-hmm. if if you have a conversation with a teenager, which like I said, I have teenagers, if you have a conversation with them about drugs, especially marijuana. That the conversation is To me, so I can't even believe I'm having this conversation. It's ridiculous because they have been taught that it's it's okay. Like this isn't, this is not a big deal. This is like nothing. It's like having a drink. Which, which, to a point, I do agree with. I do agree with that. There are medicinal usages for marijuana and stuff. But but truthfully, the, the the biggest thing is that what the Lord showed me is that marijuana and any type of drug is a substitution or a counterfeit with what he gives, which is joy.
1: Well, exactly. The word that I'm really getting is deception. And and, and Satan is on the prowl right now. And he's got it. He's got them hooked because they see in social media. You know, it's really interesting. I, have, I just started a group uh, for teenagers, six of them. I have it in my office on Monday nights. And um, one of the questions I asked is how how do they learn to deal with stress? How did their parent? I asked how did your parents deal with stress? And I feel like ninety five percent of them did not have a good answer on how their parents were dealing with stress. So. They're trying to learn themselves in a busy world where parents are really so busy. They have so much going on right now. They're bombarded too. They have a heavy heart trying to make ends meet, trying to be a parent. And so they're highly stressed out and they're seeing um, their parents deal with that. So they're becoming more and more independent. I'll have to deal with my own emotions myself. And so they form this influence on the media, um, and they begin to cope in negative ways from what they've learned. And it's deception. Deception is, Satan is really on the prowl right now. And I can't tell you how, I have kids that are coming in with depression after depression after depression. I mean, I ask them on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is your depression? They'll say 2, 10 being the great, 10 being that they're really depressed and 1 being that they're not. Um, and they're just, they're so Lost with their identity, they're so lost with their purpose, they're being bombarded, bombarded with deception after deception, they're asking me questions about um why am I here? Why is this world so so evil? What's the even purpose that I, I some other teenager came to my mind just right now where she said, carrie you know if I wake up every day and feel like if this is the world today, then why do I even have to wake up? Why do I have to even wake up and, wh- and what are you saying to that? Because the world is pretty evil." And the world is pretty dark, and she's got some legitimate questions, but these questions are triggering her depression, and so where is the Lord in all of that? So the Lord is being drowned out. You can't speak about the Lord. You can't speak about the true source of joy. The true source of joy is being so drowned out, where they hear and are influenced by deception after deception after deception. Absolutely. Well, they they don't think that Jesus is fun. They don't think it's funny. They don't no. think he's a source of joy. No. Um,
0: right. And that, and that's the biggest deception. Because if, if you've ever spent time with Jesus, he's a lot of fun. He's very fun. <laughs> he's very fun. But, but the other thing that's interesting is how many of your patients are having a hard time sleeping?
1: A lot of them have a hard time sleeping. Yeah. A lot of them... I'm, their minds go um, racing back and forth where well, they love to hold on to their iPhones or whatever it is and be up all night on all their social medias. And um, and so when the parents are sleeping, their soul, their spirit, and their mind are being bombarded with deception. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And I think that that's a big thing. I don't think half of the people are sleeping. I know there are a, there are adults who don't sleep, but... There are also kids who don't sleep. They just don't sleep. And I think that's a big problem because you cannot function if you don't get proper sleep. If your body does not get the proper rest, it's, it's impossible to sleep. I mean, that's, that's medical, correct?
1: Well, certainly they, they need to get a, a, the right amount of sleep. But if we go back to what you were saying before, that these kids wake up out of bed with a world that was never like it was before. And so that is why depression is growing, cutting is growing, suicide is growing. I mean, I have kids as young as seven years old. Cutting themselves? No, saying that, Miss Carrie, I want to end my life. Oh, Jesus. So what you're saying from the beginning is that, yes, these kids are facing a very dark world. And what I like to teach them is, I, you know I'm real big on spiritual warfare, but what I like to teach them is not to listen to the bully voice, quote unquote, because some of the children and teens that come in, there are not real, real knowledgeable about the spiritual warfare right now, but often I'll ask them about what, what kind of voices are you hearing or what kind of thoughts are you hearing? Um, and they'll be hearing, you're no good, or there's no mm-hmm. purpose for you, or um, you'll never amount to anything. And why even bother? And, um, and, and these thoughts have them, they do, it's just steals their joy. Um, it puts them in a state of anxiety. Some of the kids have anxiety. A lot of them do. Yeah.
0: And, and look, if you look at like ADHD, if you look at OCD, if you look at um, ADD, all, all of these, these terms that people like to use, you know, to, to, to give a label to our children, every single one of those has a root in fear. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And it's so funny because we've been so flippant about talking about what we have. Oh, well, I must be ADHD. No. <laughs> you know, it's like I have OCD. No, I have anxiety. No, you don't. Because that is not something that God gave to you. Mm-hmm. That is something that, that you acquired or was put upon you. What I would like to somebody. say is
1: when the bully voice speaks to you, a yes. lot of these kids turn around and agree with the bully. And That's say, right. Okay. Okay. I guess that's what I am. So what I do is I teach them when the bully, we do a role play. I have them stand up Mm -hmm. and I act like the bully and I act like I'm saying those things. And then I say, what happens when you turn around to the bully and you agree? And they'll say, well, I feel feel like, you know, that's what I am. I go, I'm going to tell you how to take authority Mm -hmm. over that bully voice. So no longer will it bother you. And so I'll do a role play, have them stand up. And then I'll say, you turn around to that bully voice and say, no. I am a child of the Most High God, and I have a purpose and a plan. So I teach them with their thoughts. It's like a bully. But we'll talk about it, but we'll talk about to the end some, some tips for parents, for the kids. But it's what's influencing them daily is what I feel like I'm really seeing. The daily influence. We don't realize, because we're so busy as parents ourselves that that's the devil's greatest plan. The more busy the kids are, the more busy the moms are, the less likely you are to invest into the very souls that God has given to you. That's true.
0: And, you know, it, what's really interesting about that point is if you think about it, you because, know, look, there, there have been some huge changes from the original design that God had planned One of them is having the mother and the father both be at work so that therefore there isn't that one
1: person who is home, that constant foundation is the foundation now is uh, Facebook and all the other things that they go on.
0: Absolutely. And the other thing is that they're being raised by their friends. So Mm -hmm. if they have a friend who seems more of an authority, they'll start to listen to that friend over the parent. You know, and so there. so first you take the mother and the father out of the house or you divide the mother and the mm-hmm. father, you know, through divorce or, or whatever that is. Okay. So now you have two
1: parents who don't even understand what's going on with them. Exactly. They, they, they are so overwhelmed themselves. They can't even catch up with their own emotions. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so you, you have a, a child that is being very deceived. Right. One of the things that I'm really seeing, Lisa, it's kind of, it's, it's the video games too. And some of the video games, even a child at 10 or 11, I had one child, just kind of reminds me of a a child that came in who had anxiety, depression, couldn't sleep at night. And he was clicking on a video game called Five Nights at Freddy. I don't even know. Don't ever click on it. Everybody do not click on that. Um, But It was the first child I saw that we had to do a lot of repair work on him to get him to sleep at night, to get him to realize that God didn't give him a spirit of fear, to kind of renounce that game. Um, But what happened was he got caught in just what we were talking about, that his parents weren't home after work. Um, His temperament was much more of a compromiser, although he loves the Lord. He wanted to gain uh, approval from his friends. His friends were on this game. Hey, buddy, why don't you come look at this game? Clicked. On that game, before you know it, he agreed to that game, and he was filled with anxiety, depression, and couldn't sleep at night. We did a, it took about six months worth of work to get him back, and he's fine now. He's really great, but he knows that. But that that's the first kid. I had two or three other kids that actually had the same kind of scenario with that game as well. So I'm telling you, there is deception out there, and you have to be very careful what these kids are playing, what they're seeing, what they're watching, what they're hearing, even music. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean,
0: it, it's interesting when, when I started to hear the music change in my daughter's like room, there was a physical and a mental change that happened with it. And it was very interesting because I started to watch it and I was like, and, and it, I'm not trying, first of all, I'm not trying to put out, put down any parent. That's that, that is not my objective here, this is not to to put blame, but this is to show light on things that have been hidden in the darkness. Right. Correct. So if this is something that is resonating with you, if there are things that are kind of being pulled out of you or you're starting to get like, you know, beeps and buzzes, well, that's because you are being, you're being confirmed that some of the things, some of the thoughts that you have had as a
1: parent. It's time to make some changes.
0: Well, yeah. And sometimes those changes, you know, it's hard to say to a child, especially if they're rebellious, because let me tell you something, we have a bunch of rebellious kids right now. Kids are so, I mean, if you talk to teachers, teachers will tell you, that there is rebellion. I mean, look at some of the YouTube videos. They've actually videotaped students beating up teachers and posting mm-hmm. it. What that does is it actually gives other students yes, and it, and it gives them, them almost permission that right. you can do that.
1: Well, to go back to the music part, I I was kind of thinking about that um, even just today. In, right i'm you know i'm just saying my 4 year old l- listens to nothing but christian music and i thought about that today and that she she's asking me about the lyrics except for mommy what does it mean when when they say uh, he's the king mom what does it mean when um he says um he's a good good father go deeper she's asking me these questions and i'm thinking my gosh what if she listened to pop music yep. and it, and it was just she's asking me mommy what does it mean i don't even want to you know Oh, yeah. Repeat some of the things they hear. And I'm not... That's what I'm saying, part of the deception. But she's listening to every lyric. It reminded me, my daughter is listening to every lyric that I put on in the car. And what what she's being influenced is very important. My goodness, she doesn't even know what any pop song is. She doesn't. And I'm afraid that she'll ever listen to one because she's going to be like, Mommy, what does that mean? Because she is listening to the lyrics. Because... But it... But what I'm not saying not to listen to Justin Bieber once in a while or anything, but what I'm saying, what is her main source of influence? Because if she knows her main source of influence, then she can figure out what the counterfeit is. So now that Michaela, my daughter, is listening to all this good stuff and she knows the truth, then when she listens to some secular music, she's like, "Uh, I don't know, that's just kind of, Not what I'm used to. I'm kind of used to these lyrics. See, But a child who is completely influenced, constantly bombarded with the things of this world will not be able to understand the deception that they're being deceived.
0: Well, look at what they're doing to women. Look at what they're doing to young girls. I mean, these girls are growing up way too fast. They're being told to do things. I mean, in the lyrics of songs, going back to music, in the lyrics of songs, it is completely and totally sexual. I mean, th- it, and it's funny because <laughs> as a parent, you know, sometimes you have the radio on and you're not right, paying attention. Exactly. But
1: they're paying attention. But they're
0: paying attention. Mm-hmm. And there was one day that there was a song. And as I heard the lyrics, for the, and I heard the song
1: many, many times. And in fact, I would sing along with the chorus. Some of the, the beats, my husband would say, some of the beats are just so great. Right. Yeah, the beats are, but you can't compromise with the wording because your kids are listening to that.
0: Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. so, again,
1: I'm not going to be this very strict, don't ever listen to anything else besides right. Christian music. But what I'm saying is when she, Michaela's main influence is, is God, then she's able to... Look to, discern. This, right, to discern. Right, to discern, exactly. And, she,
0: and she'll be able to say, I don't have to do those things to get a boy to like me.
1: Right, right. This does, because this is contra- contradictory to what I taught. Right. Oh, from what I heard. Right. So I'm, I'm a little confused, right?
0: And I, and I also think, like, you know, when, when we look at what the teens are going through, you know, the depression, which breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. And, and also their, their lack of identity. Like, they don't know... This one might be gay. This one might be straight. This one might be bi. And it was funny because, you know, my daughter brought some of her friends over and she says, well, that one is, is gay. And I said, no, she's not. And she goes, no, mom, she is. I go, no, she's not. I said, she's confused, but she's not gay. And, I, and, it, and I'm not trying to say that it, I was trying to put down what she was saying. I understand. But my, it's a deception. Well, my spirit mm-hmm. picked up no, she's
1: not. Well, so many of them come in and say, no, I'll, well, I'm bisexual. I go, you're not bisexual. What? They don't even know what that means, half said, of them. <laughs> I said, well, God, so what are you saying? So God made a mistake. Everyone should have walked around unisex. Yeah. You know, God should have. I go, no, 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 honey. You're just confused. And we'll talk about that. Listen, I'll, I'll meet them where they're at, you know, but I will definitely tell them the truth. And that's one of the reasons why I'm a pastoral counselor because I'm able to minister the truth of the gospel to them without feeling like the state is going to come down on me or anything but I will definitely let them know no 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 you're you're, you're not bisexual and see that's part of the they're bombarded with that they're so desensitized with it so it's okay it's even in the schools it's okay to be bisexual it's okay you know, they're so confused who am I well, that's I don't even the know there's two worlds working against each other but the one world that's full of deception is the loudest voice right now and that loudest voice is what they're listening to so if we're not doing our job to say that's not the voice we're listening to and all that is contrary to what the the Bible says. Okay? So that's where Satan has us. Parents are too busy. And I'm not saying anything against parents because I'm a busy woman too and I understand that. But if I'm not taking that time to build the foundation of Michaela's Christianity, you know. And and and, and I'm not even saying that Christians are not depressed too because that's another, you know, topic, but I have obviously I have Christians that come in depressed as well. And I have a tip for that too. Do you want to hear it? Sure. You can interrupt me anytime. You oh, know absolutely. This yeah. So <laughs> this kind of reminds me. So that's like the one scenario of, of uh, maybe a child who doesn't know the Lord yet or, or trying to influence them or kind of maybe knows the Lord. But what about the children that come in and had Christian parents all their life and were raised Christian all their life, but still depressed? See, so there's so many. I, I think or- you need
0: to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really feel you're supposed to elaborate on that because if you have done everything that you can right. to raise your child right, mm-hmm. you, you've given them the doctrine, you've mm-hmm. read the Bible to them, you've, you, they have a personal relationship right. with they've Jesus. They've seen their parents, to the Lord, and they've, they go to church. right? And, they, and they've had, they have had some encounters with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So they know Holy Spirit is real. They know everything about it is real. But then they go, eh, maybe not so much. <laughs> like You know yeah. what I mean? But there are so many people who like Marilyn Hickey. Marilyn Hickey is a huge woman of God. She has been teaching people, has prayed all over the world, has a television show. She's written books. I mean, she has just been serving the Lord for such a, a long time and she's a general in in the faith. So if you look her up under Wikipedia Marilyn Hickey, she's like she's a powerhouse. I mean, she she has done amazing things. Yet her daughter Said to her mother, who's this powerhouse, Mm -hmm. you know, mm, I don't know if I so much believe in this whole Jesus thing. And she was in school. She was in college. And she Mm -hmm. talks about this. What she said is that because college was starting to change her, was starting to give her different ideas and just putting that doubt. Mm -hmm. That's all she had to have Mm -hmm. was that doubt. And then she, she wound up having this really huge encounter with Jesus. And she gave her life back. And she did it on her own. And I think that's the thing like with my, with my daughter, and I've talked about this before, Sean Bowles, if you guys have not heard of him, and I was going to say that to you earlier, like you need to get, he's doing this new program, and it's teaching children how to hear the voice of God.
1: Well, I have something to say about that. I'm going to interrupt you there because yeah. one of the common denominators for um, children that come or teens that come to me who come with a Christian family this is gonna this is gonna shock you, right? Okay, well, it's not gonna shock you actually. You're gonna love this. One other one of the common denominators for depressed Christians that come to me is I, I ask them, "How is your prayer life?" Ah, uh, it's okay. Well, tell me more about your prayer life. What do you mean okay? Yeah, I pray to Him. Okay, no, but I need to hear more about your prayer life. You know, we talk. I mean, so. You would not believe this is the common denominator through these. Sh- that there's two schools of thought process here. Okay. The, a couple these teens that come in have a, I have to teach them how to better prayer life, how to fight, how even not to wait until they feel like praying, but to actually pray when they don't feel like praying and to actually fight when they don't feel like fighting. So I'm helping them raise up their, their armor again, putting on the armor of God allowing them to pray better. Praying better actually helps them. They'll say, I never thought about praying like that. I never thought about talking to God about that. This is a common denominator. Oh, I I am not kidding. Yeah. Okay. So that's one school of thought that I get them closer to the heart of God. Okay. So what about those who have the heart of God and love God, but then they go through a valley, right? Because that happens too. You know, I'm on fire for God. I'm on fire for God. It reminds me of this one gentleman who had, bipolar, a younger adult. And he was so upset because he was in a down, a down cycle. And, and I had to remind him how much God loved him, even in that down cycle that he was walking through. I literally saw him walking through this pit and Jesus right on the side of him. And it was so beautiful that Jesus is right there with your teens, even in that pit, that, that tomorrow they don't have to wake up and be full of joy. You know, one of the things i like to say is to validate your teen too, validate that they're going through their world is hard to come up to them and say, well, you better shake it off. And, um, you know, you're a Christian, so you should have joy. Well, yes, I know that, but I can't feel the joy. One of the greatest things we can do for our teens is to sit there and cry with them. I'm sorry, baby. It is very tough out there. I know what you go through We're going to have to come back to the table and figure out what we can do to help you. But I'm not going to leave you through this. We'll get through this together. We'll get through this together. We're going to fight together through this. Well, oftentimes I I see uh, these expectations for children that are not reachable. Is that going to make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you know, let
0: there, there, when you were talking about the two schools of thought, we're talking about the, the Christian aspect. But then there's, a, there's also an aspect that you're, gonna, that you're saying, Jesus will not walk away from you. Well, okay. So what about the ones who don't know Jesus? See, Jesus is still walking with them. Mm-hmm. And he has his hand out. All they have to do is turn around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the bigger. We have to start looking at Jesus as a much bigger. He's so much bigger than us because he's not afraid of sin. Jesus is so not afraid of sin. He went to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he is so not afraid. But sometimes in, in, these, in these places where you have a parent who's, who's struggling, like I'm going through this with my child, and I don't know how to reach my child, and, but I, yet I don't believe that God exists. I don't believe that God is there. Well, see, this is, this is the thing. If you just talk to him, If you just start asking for help, he will just start helping. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to say 15 Hail Marys and six Our Fathers. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be water baptized. You don't have to. See, God just looks for an opening for him to start moving because God is a God of choice. Okay? And he gives us free will. And so this is for those who are listening, who might not have a personal relationship with God. That's okay. He loves you anyway. He's crazy about you. And he's crazy about your children. So all you have to do is just say, help me to help them. You will be amazed at what
1: God will start to do. And I just really thought yeah, I no, Yeah, no, definitely. And let's go back to why you had this yeah. show in the first place, getting the teens out of darkness. And you said, oh, let me think about Carrie. Well, Carrie, God sends a lot of teenagers. Well, that's exactly right. As soon as a teen comes to sit in my office, I go, you know what the first thought of my says? Wow, God loves this teen, man. That's right. He brought this teen right in front of me for that's a reason right. because she's in darkness and because he loves her so that's much. Right. And although I'm seeing these circumstances right now, well, she'll never, I hate God. I don't want to be part of God and all that. I think to myself, all those are words. That's right. Because if it weren't words and I know that God has his her hand on this person because if it wasn't so, she would not be here. That's it. Yeah. Ah, preach. Yeah. Because that that's the bigger thing. See, we have a broken world
0: and God has given us tools to start fixing it. But the problem is we're fixing the church. We
1: gotta stop fixing the church. We have to start fixing the people. There are so many broken broken people. I get oftentimes I hear, you know, there's, there's, they, they're looking for someone to talk to now yep. that teenagers want something, a text message. Now they want something now they don't want to wait for an appointment for, right. for, for one of the things I'm doing for, um, this, this teenage group, cause a lot of these teenage, this teenage group will hold on. I'm like, I I'm encouraging all of you guys to text each other actually. Um, and m- me and Miss Nikki and I will be texting you we're mm. texting you through the week, so you're going to be hearing from us. Mm. These teenagers want to hear something now.
0: Well, you could do a group text with just those kids. Yeah, I do. We do group text. And how, and how, how awesome them. is that? Like, you can group text people. You know, and, and <laughs> it's one of the things that, that the reason that I wanted to do this show with you. One, because I think what Carrie is doing is, is so awesome. And I have seen this firsthand. And I, I you do. You did see firsthand. Yes, and I do. I You've do want to talk about. What yeah. God showed me about this because it's exactly what you said. You know, when I first went in to talk to a couple of of, of carries um, patients, or, oh, or no,
1: I call them patients, I just call them clients or.
0: Children, we'll call them children, God's children, God's, we'll children, call, that God's children, God we'll assigned them, assign God.
1: them to, to come there to yes. redeemed
0: and renewed for Absolutely. a reason. Absolutely. I agree right. with that 100%. So there, there was one. And, and it was so interesting, because when I first got there, I could just see the darkness. That's all I could see. I could just see the darkness. That's all I was looking at. And I just was like, it was a battle. And I was watching it. And I was fighting. And it, and it, but the, I didn't raise my voice. I didn't have to do anything. I, I, I just sat and I talked and I shared. What the Lord was saying about this young person. Well, let,
1: let me just clarify sure. that, that you don't come into every session of no, mine. No, no, thing, no, no, but no. It was a specific night no, that yeah. we, and I would like to invite you actually back another night. I would love. Because that. people are asking for you to pray for them. So I want to. But this one particular teen that we're speaking about, Which I, we love. I had to. Oh, yes. We I love, do love her. We love Definitely. Yes. She, yeah. she can she can talk all she wants, but I yeah. I already yeah. know her her yeah. her victory and her absolutely. Her ending. But I remember you walked in, and I said, Do "You want I just want you to meet my friend Lisa because she she has helped me so much." And and she you walked in, and she said.
0: What did she say? She, she, well, well, which one? The one in the other room? The one who told me that she hated me? or <laughs> She, I don't like you. You're happy. That one. <laughs> Woo! She did not like me. And what was really interesting is when I came back in to talk to this other person who all I saw was the darkness. And I was like fighting this battle and everything. All of a sudden, the joy broke. I started to... <laughs> laugh and I couldn't stop laughing and I was laughing and laughing and this girl looked at me like I was crazy and she's like what did you smoke I said I didn't smoke anything she goes "What did you and I'm I'm doing this in between chuckling and I'm laughing and I'm laughing and I'm laughing and she's like and I kind of slow down she goes are you done yet and she was annoyed she was really mad (laughs) and and I said nope and I started laughing again but what that laughter did, what that joy did, is it broke that? It changed me. It changed my perspective. It changed what I was seeing because then the I way started the,
1: the way Jesus sees them. So that's right. That's right. As we're going back to how to just God yep. get them out of the darkness. Can, I want to go back to my initial, sure. initial, initial vision that God has given me for teens. And it was back in Hackenstown. I'll never forget the day. I, I might have said this before, but I, I had a troubled teenager life myself. I was angry. Oh gosh, I was I was a wreck. And I did not know Jesus at all. But God redeemed me and he renewed me and he loved me for right where I was at. Mm. So once I was praying and the Lord showed me how his heart was breaking for his teen mm. teenagers, yeah. that he was losing them to the enemy, yeah, and then his heart was to redeem them back. Yes, and I so agree. every teenager that comes into my office, whether they're telling me, I don't even like you, or anything about God, or don't even mention God, and respect where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear all these things. Mm-hmm. I had somebody ask me the other day. I thought it was funny. Like you must get like everybody that comes to you must be very Christian. <laughs> 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 yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, not so much. <laughs> um, no, no, nope. nope. <laughs> But they're, yes. but they're sent. But they know I, But the thing is they know I'm a pastoral counselor yeah. when they walk in because I'll say to them, well, you know that I am a pastoral counselor. They're yeah. like, yeah, I know, but you got to respect where I'm at. Yeah. You know? And I I just, I see the bigger picture with all of them. I go, oh my gosh, my God's heart is breaking for this daughter. Oh boy. Mm. When she finds and sees and knows and she tastes the fruit of the Lord, I get two weeks. I have to calm myself (laughs) now sometimes because I see that. And they, and just like that teenager was saying to you, get away from me. I, you know, I hate uh, you. I hate you. I hate you. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't have to listen to you. Well, so that same teenager, um, she's still with me and I do love her Mm -hmm. and she, um, She's, I just, I'm gaining a relationship with her. And that's what it takes. Yeah. And so I'm just gaining her relationship and I'm ready. She knows that I know Jesus. Yep. She knows. I don't have to tell her. Yep. She knows. Right. So as we speak, I say, well, I'm going to tell you from my own perspective, what has helped me and you can either take it or leave it, but I'm still going to tell you what I think. So she listens. You know what? One time she listened so well. I gave her my own testimony as a teenager. Ugh. She had her arms crossed so tight, right? And then I gave her my my testimony. I could see her her count her whole countenance would change to get lighter and lighter and lighter. Yeah. And she would get so sweet. She'd be like, "Really? Oh, she's." And she would listen to me. And I go, and she was so sweet and so I go, "Thank you so much for listening to me. You're actually a really good listener. Like you really were engaged." She's like, "Yeah, I was," right? But the next week she'll be like, you know, telling me the same thing.
0: <laughs> right. It's just
1: a front, you know? I mean... Well, they're like, hurt. They're very hurt. They're there They're so hurt. They're so... And they're not know, just hurt by parents. They're They're hurt, they're by, hurt by their peers. Uh, bullying is huge yes. right now. Yes. Oh, bullying my gosh. Bullying is, is a huge... Did you know 75... Right now, there's a statistic that I read that 75% of, of teenage girls suffer with low self-esteem. Yep. Okay. 75%. So yep. I'm talking... Almost 80% of them. So almost 8 out of 10 girls Wow. are suffering with low self-esteem. Wow. And that low self-esteem is what's really, really rampant in what I see. Just not knowing who they are. That's it. Um, having the world define who they are. That's right. And so I get the, the Lord is so good. He is so good. He is so good. He You is. know, he gives me visions of these girls and how, what, how he sees them. How beautiful he sees them and they all if they only knew if they only knew how much the lord loves them how much th- she he sees them as his beautiful bride have you and ever nothing, written it have you ever like I, the, the, written, I've been thinking about doing that right I just saw visions. it I just saw it I, I, I just just, saw I you these and pushing it constantly over people yeah I don't, I don't care if nobody believes it or not but I see no, these of course visions. You do. no 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 you do not care, Be- but I see these visions on people that yeah. even when I tell them they're just they're everything changes, changes about them. they have to they, did, they don't see God the way like when I show them a vision of it they' yeah. they're just like wow really but if you wrote oh, it like, like Lisa sorry but that's you know, okay. I could talk but go ahead now we're rolling here because yeah. <laughs> I'll pray for somebody before they come in. Right. Just yesterday, I felt like I heard to tell her I adore her. Oh, love it. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Just tell her that. When you just tell her that. So all the things I'm praying and praying I had to wait for the right moment and I, I said, I just wanna let you know that God adores you. That's it. Adores you. That's it. Really? She goes. Like, oh yeah, really? See, but that's the, right, that's exactly. the
0: thing. Exactly. See, we get we get ourselves so wrapped up in. Let me give the verse. Let me give the this. Let me give the that. And the Holy Spirit's like, dude, listen to me. Just say this because He knows that's the breaking point. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna get their attention.
1: Right. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. They're exactly. And that's, sometimes they feel you, condemned enough by sin. Absolutely. Right. So how do you break through sin? Well, I know when I was a sinner what got me and it was love. That's right. And that's what right? was And thing it wasn't somebody it. saying right. I mean it took me a while to to realize I was a sinner and that I needed Jesus as my savior. But what made the bridge was knowing God loved me. Mm. That that was the bridge. You know, last year we we
0: hosted a couple of outdoor concerts. And it was interesting because I said to the Lord, I went out and I prayed over the backyard. And I asked the angels to come and I said to the angels, I said, angels, I said, interact with these kids, show them that you're there, make them feel something that they don't understand. And so I sat back and I just prayed the entire, and the songs were not my cup of tea, but the, there were some kids that mm-hmm. I just had a heart for, and there were some kids I yeah. prophesied over oh, yeah. because and 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 I had to be very careful because I didn't want my daughter to get upset or get offended. Right. But I still wanted to do this safe place, and I've asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, please let me give mm-hmm. me the, give me these kids mm-hmm. because they need to know who they are. They need to see how much you love them because that's what it's about. And what's what's super interesting is that. What God has been showing me, he's been bringing people who are in the same town, who go to have graduated from the high school, who are either teachers or who um, are substituting. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's a bunch of people who are really praying for these students. And there was, um, there were some kids, there was one in particular that came to one of these concerts. And I don't believe that this person, this, uh, this young a uh, young person had a true understanding of who I was. They, they were kind of told that I was this religious fanatic kind of person. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Which, okay. I am a Jesus freak, but that's, a, that's besides the point, but I don't shove it in people's face. That's, that's just not who I am. So, so the Lord just told me, just be nice. Just be nice. Smile. Tell this person that you're happy that they came. Ask this person if they want a piece of cake ask this person, can I get them a glass of water? Make them feel that they're welcome. Make them feel that they're wanted. Mm -hmm. That was it. You know, I had this this one young lady who actually became one of my spiritual daughters. Before I could talk about Jesus at all, this is all the Lord told me to say to her. I wasn't allowed to say anything else other than you are so pretty. Do you know how pretty you are? That's all I would ever say to her. You are so beautiful. Yeah, I just I mean don't that. even think that you see all how the beautiful. the messages
1: you're getting all throughout the day.
0: But for an entire year, Carrie, for an entire year, this is all I said to her. And then one, one day, she's like, I think I'm going to go to church. And I said, oh, really? She's like, yeah, I'm going to go with my mom and my sister. I said, really? And she goes, yeah. I go, what church? And she mentioned Zarephath, which was a church I was going to at the time. I almost
1: fell. That's great. Well, but, thing, That's exactly just to... to um, Make that point a little clearer that out of all the things the Holy Spirit could have told this young girl. I adore you. Right? Mm-hmm. You've done this. You've done that. I've seen when you've done this. Um, you're going to go to hell if you, you know. He, I don't remember Jesus saying anything. No, he that's not Holy to, Spirit. Right, exactly. He said, I adore you. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to hear. Redemption. Yeah. Redemption. Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yes. I adore you. They, they need to understand how much God loves them. And, and who they are. It's exciting to be God's daughter. Absolutely. And I feel like that's the thing. Like, it, you think you think all this stuff is exciting. That's just counterfeit to how exciting God is. Absolutely. But to be God's daughter, to have the sword, to, to, to be in part of his big plan – that is so exciting. I want to encourage you to step on this on this journey because it is more than you can ever imagine. Whatever you tried before, that's nothing. It's all counterfeit. And we know who the author of counterfeit is. And that's Satan, who from the beginning has doubted God's goodness, doubted God's plan for somebody, and he's still up to it today. And I see it constantly. He's up to deception is his thing and social media is his best tool he loves that he loves it but
0: but let's 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 go into social media just a little bit there are also encouraging messages there are more YouTube messages about healing about God's redemption about miracles and signs and wonders that you can find on facebook on youtube there are people who are posting things on prayers there are people who are doing you know i've started to do these facebook live videos okay but when you're
1: healthy and that's great you'll be looking for those things but when we have teenagers right now that are under that hurt and that pain well they're 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 not going give me a message if they they are
0: yeah but but that's what i'm trying to say it's we we don't need to we need to show it we need to be it. We need to, we need to be so different that when they're scrolling through their Facebook, they're scrolling through YouTube, they're going through Periscope, that they see that person and there's something about that person that says, let me just check them out. Right, That's right. the way that we're supposed to be. Listen, Joyce Meyer talks about this one episode. She says that, sh- that this man, this was a kid, okay, and he was drunk and he was sitting in the chair and he sat on the remote and it changed to Joyce Meyer. Okay. And he couldn't, and he was drunk. So he was half asleep, half awake. And he heard Joyce Meyer say, and you who's sitting passed out in that chair thinks that God doesn't care about you. He turned the channel so that you would hear me say this. He fell out of the chair, started watching Joyce Myers and gave his life to Christ. So God can use anything. And that's yeah. why I'm saying like, don't, don't, don't totally see, I think that if we get so wrapped up into social media, being the bad guy, I just think we need to start bombarding it with light. I think we need to start showing that God is fun and showing the things that he, he does and how much he loves. See the church doesn't so much talk about the love. The church talks about a lot of condemnation, not all churches, but I'm saying church in, in its hold. Okay, there have been so many people who've been hurt by people in church, who've been hurt by people who are so-called God followers that they that they want nothing to do with religion. That's why Joel Osteen, which both Carrie and I love, <laughs> right? We love Joel
1: Osteen. I love Joel Osteen because he's I, awesome. That's because he encourages awesome. me, yes. just like you said. He 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 his words are positive constantly, and he's encouraging me. Well, he's and like my daily motivator. I really. I, I think, listen, God has all flavors of people. That's you right. You know, He has all flavors of, 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 but He, He's, yeah, He really
0: But But think about he what He does. Joel Osteen just talks about his relationship with God. That's it. Yeah, And it encourages, encourages people. Yeah, he's so confident That's of who He is. That's right. He he's knows very who He confident. is.
1: You know He's very confident who his daddy is. That's for well. Sure. Let
0: me just tell you something. That entire family and people will sit there and go blah blah blah. Let me tell you, they all speak in tongues. They're all filled with the Holy Spirit. They all worship
1: God, and they have I they not, have I don't paid want to talk the about price. Too much, but I was at that church, and there is no denying. The Holy Spirit's not there. God loves that church. He's Heck celebrating yeah. there. He, he loved, that church, when you walk in, you feel like you're in, you feel like you're in this, like, wow, this is going to be like what heaven's like. That's This, right. is this big celebration of God. And that's it's it. just so yeah. amazing. It's so amazing. So
0: now let me ask you a question. If, 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 a, uh, if a person is dealing with some of this stuff, like what, what are some of the things that, that a parent could look for in their child? that that's going to show off like a a red light that they need to start paying better attention to.
1: Okay. So you're saying some red lights. Um, what are some things that that they isolate themselves more? Um, they sleep a little bit more there. Things don't add up. Right. Um, they can tell there's a big difference. There's something, a change that's been going on. Like a parent just got divorced or things like that. Um, and even those very, very, come from a Christian home, um, looking for signs that they no longer want to go to church anymore. And it's such a hard place to be because you feel like if you push them to go to church more, then they'll be okay. But it's not actually, that's not what you do. No? You, know, you meet them where you're, they're at and mm-hmm. you validate their feelings and you come alongside of them and you speak words. Um, just like we were saying in the beginning that, you know, Michaela, my four-year-old, listens to everything. These kids... there's one thing I've learned that every word spoken over them they remember they remember what their father said when they were five years old they remember what their mom said at ten years old they remember all those words it's imprinted in their heart and sometimes when that is not processed through it's starting to form and God is starting to say it's time to get rid of those those things that you're holding on into your heart Um, we have to as parents I think be really have some self-care for us so that we're not highly stressed and, and, um, but we're really, just the other day I felt stressed out of my house. Um, I told my husband, Derek, I'm going to get in the car and I'm just going to be back. All I need was 15 minutes. I go, all I need is 15 minutes. I'm going to go around the corner and I'm going to pray. And I went to pray. It took me 15 minutes. I came back so full of joy. Mm-hmm. so full of joy. I just listened to some worship music. I prayed to God. And it came back and I was on top of the world. So yes, we're all bombarded with stress, but it's how parents are also dealing with that stress. And maybe the parents need some, some guidance as well. Oftentimes when I get teenagers, you know, I say that you're a part of this too, of their healing. It's not just, you know, bring me the teen and I can fix them, but what's going on in your world, what's happening in you, you know, how I can help them. So it, it's, it's like a, uh, combined puzzle between the parents and the teens right so and there are
0: also you know kids who um you know they've been in and out of rehabs they've been in and out of you know psychi- psychiatric hospitals mm-hmm. you know a carrier clinic is one here in new jersey yeah that kids have been in and mm-hmm. out of but and there's no resolve
1: well it's so funny because i would just with my teen group that i have there's there's six teenagers all were in either gen psych or um carrier or high point and these places are good, and they, they really experience the coping mechanisms that they want, but they're missing the big piece, and so I told them, okay, so I know all of you guys have been to like high Focus or something like that, but this is going to be really different around here with Miss Carrie. This is going to be fun, and I'm going to bring back the true source of happiness, and we're going to learn more about how God loves you, and we're going to look at the Bible, and I don't care if you hate it right now or whatever, but I want to show you guys how much you're loved, and I want to polish you guys up to understand that you're Destiny is is so right there, and I want you to see clearly, and we're all we're all going to see that. So this is very different from high focus. So they're getting something different. I actually kind of work with some of those places because a lot of the parents do look for like uh, pastoral counselors after that, or faith based counselors. But actually, there's a real big starving going. You know what? I, I've been to so many counselors here, but now I'm looking to go to a faith based counselor. Really, this is see see they're thirsty and they know there's something going on. And these God's children, they want to know the truth. They were made and born to know the truth, that God loves them, that they are God's children, that, there's, that they are so celebrated, that they are so loved. God has such a heart for them, such a heart for them. And the enemy is there to steal, kill, and destroy. And I know that. And I teach them how to have authority again, how to, how to talk back, how to pull out that sword of deception so they can know what's the truth and decipher what's a lie those things are not taught as much as we, we should teach them or should know. So that's, that's something of the difference when they go to um, redeemed and renewed counseling. Because I truly believe that when they come to redeemed and renewed counseling, they're going to be redeemed and renewed.
0: Right. And I think that, you know, that's the key is that the, what you were saying about speaking life you know, we we did a show I think when I first started doing Touch by Prayer. We did a show about our words have value and what we speak to our children, that it's important that we speak life. And I think that sometimes we get so frustrated because somebody didn't do this or somebody didn't do that, you know, and we'll we'll very flippantly say something. But I think there has to come a point where we start to take responsibility for some of the words that we have said. And if we have said something that's wrong, we need to go back to our child. We need to say, I am so, so sorry yeah, for what stressed I said. Out. I didn't that's realize
1: right. it. Because it's not, no one is asking you to be perfect parents, but, you know, even me, I get stressed out and I go, I'm sorry, Michaela. I'm, mommy is so stressed out. Let me just put this down for right now. Right. And let me just come beside you. It sounds like you need mommy. And I didn't realize that, you know, I was so caught up. Um, Can you forgive me? Those words teaches them how to deal with stress and that stress is a real thing. So we're not hiding it. And um, She sees mommy sometimes is overwhelmed, but then just to have that corrective response is what they really need.
0: Well, and the other thing too is time. They want your time. You know, just because they're teenagers,
1: they they still
0: need need mommy, daddy, They're half-kid, half-adult.
1: Their brain is not fully functioned. And although they say, mommy, do you want to hug me? You hug them anyway. Mommy, stay away from me. You go towards them anyway. Absolutely. And you tell them how much you love
0: them. And you tell them how happy you are and what a blessing that they are. Mm. And I, I think the other thing, too, is to just... You know, if you're going through something right now is to just say to your child, we're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. We're going to get through this. This is this is difficult now, but we're going to get through this. Yes.
1: And then pray your little butt off every night for your child. Honestly, pray your little butt off.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it says that the prayers of a mother avail much. Actually, it's the prayers of the righteous avail much. But you know what? God has something for the mothers Mm -hmm. because, you know, Jesus, you know, his mother. Mary was able to make him do things that he wasn't quite ready to do. You know, then there was the woman who was burying her son and she was, he, it says that, that he was filled with compassion for her. And he, when he raised her, her only son back to life because there was a funeral procession. So, you know, God hears the hearts of mothers. He does. And, and God loves the mothers, you know, he's given us these children you know, for a purpose, for, for a reason. And they're just ours on loan. We don't own them. They belong to God. Whether you believe that or not, Mm -hmm. it's the truth. Because if you, because you can't say how long your child's going to live or how long Mm -hmm. your children, how, you know, when they're going to die, you have no control over that. And so I think that we, when we start to understand that, that the children that we have been given, that there are gift that that was, that God trusted us so much to give us these children to raise and to love and to encourage. And I'm, I just would like to pray, Carrie, if you wouldn't mind praying, I want you to pray for the mothers and the fathers who are struggling right now. Even those who don't know Jesus, those who don't know God, those who are in such a dark place that they, they can't seem to find light. They don't know how to reach their child. They don't know how to pull them out of the darkness. They, they're, they're so yes. beyond, yes.
1: you know? Yeah, I just, you know, I find that when you're in the middle of it, when you're in the middle of such pain, you think there's no way out. You think that you're just hearing these voices of doubt and it's not going to get better. But I want to encourage you that more than you, the Heavenly Father loves your children more than you can ever imagine. And He has it. And you just have to agree that God has it. You have to understand that He loves them and has the best for them. To keep at peace and do not let the enemy tell you that there will be no victory. Because there is victory. And when a praying mother prays for their child, that is war that you've never, ever experienced before. So moms and dads, I pray that you go back to battle for your children. And one thing that just came to me, Lisa, that a lot of these parents find that they're so unlovable at some times. They have a hard time loving them when they're so misbehaved. But I want to tell you, that that's when they need your love the most. That to, you don't have to love their behavior, but you need to stay in their game and love them. That's the game changer for them. When you've been there through thick and thin and you say, I'm on your team and we'll get through this. No, I'm not saying to reward bad behavior, but I'm saying to stick in there and don't get discouraged or back off from the game and say, my hands are tied. I'm just done with this. I don't even care anymore. This is too hard. That is when God says to press on because there is an enemy and he's after our children. And I'm asking you guys, as parents, to do what it takes to get your own self-care, to spend that time with the Lord so that you are renewed with the strength, because you cannot do it without the strength of the Lord. You, This is not your fight, and you can't do it on your own strength. So parents, come together, come together for our children. They need to know your love for them. And most importantly, they need to know that Jesus loves them with an everlasting love, that he sees them as his bride. He sees them in a heavenly perspective, and his timeline is so different from yours. Don't get discouraged. Press on. Do what it takes. Get your peace so that you can then instill peace to your children. In Jesus' name, I pray. Mm -hmm. I pray for these parents now. God, give them hope and strength again. Father, I pray for our teens, God, that you would just renew them, God, that you would take the blinders of deception off and they can see how good you are. Yes. Father, that you would just call a revival of these teens, God, to be on fire for you, God. Let your fire just just consume them in Jesus' name that before they left or right where they turn, they feel and they sense your presence. Let these children prophesy. Let these children have visions, heavenly visions. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray whoever's listening to right now would change their ways and understand that they've been living in deceit for so long and that deceit hasn't been working because they feel empty and they feel constantly empty. I pray you get off of media for some time. Fast from it. Be with the Lord. Renew yourself with the heavenly Father. We are only passing through. Don't miss what he has for you. Don't give up on the game, because before you know it, you'll be right in front of Jesus and say, good and faithful servant. You didn't miss it. We are in a war and a battle, and I'm asking all the parents to just engage, put back on the armor of God, and love your children even when they're unlovable. Amen. Amen. So if you
0: guys would like to reach out to Carrie, Carrie, what is your uh, website? Um, It's uh,
1: redeemedandrenewedcounseling.com.
0: Okay, so if you guys want to reach out to her, it's renewed and, and redeemedatrenewedcounseling dot com. So you can reach out to her. You can um, send her an email if you guys want some uh, prayer. You know, send send prayer requests, and we would always sure. love to to pray for you. Yeah. Um, I also. Um, I also want to to encourage you that if if somebody that you know has been going through something like this, and if this show is going to bless them, forward it to them, send it to them. Because my heart has been this entire show, I have been just praying for certain children. I've been praying for the mothers. I have been praying this entire show for for things to be righted that have been wronged, for the things that have been stolen to be given back. Back for the time for the for the love to be all poured back into the homes. I, I'm calling back homes. I'm yes, calling back calling, families. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how restoration. That's it. Because mm-hmm. God is about rest- restoration, and and mm-hmm. he is he is about to restore family. order.
1: Uh, he'll order. Yeah, just restoration and order.
0: So I I hope this has blessed you. I know this probably went a little bit longer, but I really just want to encourage you. You know that god's not done <laughs> Yes. he is not done
1: and he is calling them out of the
0: darkness absolutely and mm-hmm. i do believe that this next big revival that everybody keeps talking about it's going to be the youth mm-hmm. it's going to be those kids who were the the troublemakers who were the ones who were smoking the 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 pod the who most are,
1: angriest kids have the most absolutely. passion absolutely they're the, they're the ones are the world changers and we know specifically who we're talking about absolutely. there's a world changer in my mind right now that she's just their passion and their passion that looks like anger right now. God made this passion in them. And the devil wants to use all their gifts counterfeitly. But once they're in tune with how much God loves them, those gifts that God gave them, oh, they're going to change the world. Absolutely. So if you guys want to reach out to Carrie
0: again, it's uh, redeemedandrenewedcounseling.com. Sure. And you guys can reach out to her. You can ask questions. Um, also, you can also send me questions, you know, if you've gone back to Touched by Prayer through the, well, we're, we're working on the website, so, but um There, you know, there is so many people who have been on who have had such tremendous experiences. You know, people who are into drugs who just one day, just that was it. They had an encounter with Jesus and everything changed. So that could be your son. That can be your daughter.
1: There's future pastors. Absolutely. they're, oh gosh worshippers! Oh, we're just praying through the, absolutely just like there are just...
0: there are worshipers there are more Heidi Baker's coming and Heidi Baker mm-hmm. is a pastor in Mozambique Africa who has raised the dead has opened up blind eyes who has loved children Four who things, have no right. mommies and no daddies and has loved them like she like they are hers has such a heart for love so there are there are so many people that God is calling forth and so we just we are calling back the prodigals mm-hmm. I call back all the prodigals and I just say to be released back into your homes back into love back into the arms of God who loves you and I just I just want to also apologize for those who have been hurt by the church or by people who have have said things that just hurt you I just want to apologize on behalf of like those things because the truth is God loves you. That's the truth. Nothing else matters. And so I just wanted to 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 um to share that today. I I hope that you guys have been so blessed by this. This has just been such a great show, Carrie. This has um and I I'm I'm just going to say this that, you know, Carrie has some things that, you know, she is called to To speaking, I see her doing her book. So, Carrie, I just know that's just a matter of time before. Yeah,
1: I just got it with a four- and one-year-old. But I've been thinking about those visions lately. (laughs) I've been thinking about writing down these visions because they are amazing. Well,
0: I do see you handing, after a person leaves, you write these visions down. You put them in an envelope. The next time that they come, you hand it to them. And you say, I prayed about you, and this is what God said about you. Because it's important for you to, to have it written so that they can read it and read it and read it. And read it because it is going to transform their mind.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me on again this has been
0: such a blessing thank you so much for sharing your heart thank you for for loving on these children and um i just see so many great things and i just see like the pied piper that the kids are just gonna (laughs) are just gonna keep coming so i hope this has blessed you guys i hope that this has spoken to you um my heart is praying for you if you're going through something so You know, don't think that you're standing in this alone because you have others who are praying for you and for your families. So thank you guys for listening to tonight's show and just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.